pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The Red Raider Outfitter Rockin' Pre-Game on 101.1. The Beard. Starring News Channel 11's Pete Christie. Inside the Red Raiders publisher, Jarrett Johnson. The Beard Sports Director, Sean Dillon. And host of the Rockin' Pre-Game, Jeff Scott. Well, happy college football Saturday to everyone out there listening in Raiderland and beyond. There's some monster matchups today across the country in the Big 12. And then, of course, we're just hours away from Texas Tech opening up Big 12 play against none other than Texas in Austin. So just uh, a huge game, obviously, for a multitude of reasons. I think, obviously, the Texas Tech and Texas game is always huge, but uh, I think there's a a little more on it today with all the all the developments and we're going to preview that game of course we're going to break down the offense the defense we're going to talk some recruiting football recruiting of course we're going to talk some red raider basketball recruiting because man that's really hot right now there's a lot going on on the recruiting trail for mark adams and texas tech basketball uh, i'm really excited about this interview we're going to have later in the show it's actually going to be in the first hour with uh, amy hurd who's the senior associate athletics director for strategic engagement from texas tech uh, you know, she's going to join us and talk the beyond verified and how it helps and uh, you know, build and safeguard the, the personal brands of Texas Tech athletes. And in short, it's the uh, name, image, likeness stuff that uh, we've been hearing so much about. Uh, and it just kind of explaining, breaking down what's going on, really getting to uh, what Texas Tech is doing to, you know, benefit their student athletes uh, through that. So I, I think that's. I'm excited about that. That's somebody who actually knows what they're talking about with the NIL, uh, which has been pretty tricky to explain. So I'm excited about that. I'm excited about, obviously, the game, like I mentioned, and uh, I'm ready to get it going. But how are you doing, Pete? Man, I'm excited. You know, uh, that Houston game, we, we circled it right at the beginning of the year, and, you know, here we are 3-0 and and could have been 2-1. and But, man, what a difference that first game made. They got off to, uh, you know, a rough start and then came back in the second half and struggled a little bit with Stephen F. Austin and kind of put it together last week. And now here we go. Uh, you know, this team is, is, is veteran-led. Uh, got some guys from a lot of big programs. This is a, I mean, this is a huge game today. Yeah. Um, I mean, if they can be 4-0, uh, what it would do. Uh, but... You know, on the flip side, somehow you, you get blown out, and, man, you lose everything you've built. You think so? I do. Really? If, if they get lose by 30? Yeah, I don't know. I, 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 no. I stop at that, Pete. Man, I don't. I think people will be like, oh, man, I, I drank the Kool-Aid. I mean, I Unless hope. they bounce back with a win in Morgantown the next week, they'll be like, well, you lost. You got blown out by Texas and Austin. That You know, that happens, you know? I don't know. I just kind of... I'm not. If they had well, lo- if they had lost to Houston, yeah. Or I think if you lose both these games on the road, then I, you know, I think you really start hearing a lot of that talk, and that's real talk. But uh, I don't know. Let's well, see. they've won two out of three in in Austin, so uh, you know they they seem like a confident bunch too. So um, you know the opportunity is there. It's an 11 a.m. game, so uh, I hope they go get it today. I think with that. This is the Red Raider Outfitter Rockin' Free Game. Let's get going with the Rockin' Reality Jack. 
Pete, why don't you, I know you kind of gave us some a reality check there, yeah. uh, previewed it, but what's yours? Well, I mean, obviously, uh, Texas and Oklahoma, I mean, always the big games on the schedule, and mm. here these guys are leaving in a couple years, going to the SEC, so now, you know, it's kind of us against them, even though it's us in the, in, in the Big 12, but it's them. So, uh, you know, I, I think those guys know what's at stake today, and, and Matt Wells certainly does. I yes. mean, this team, uh, you know, they, they got to get to a bowl game. Uh, you know, they're, they're halfway there, and uh, uh, Texas is 2-1. and one. I mean, they, they uh, kind of stumbled against Arkansas, so I hope Tech goes in there and, and, and puts it together. I mean, Shuck and the, and the defense, I mean, you see a lot of... Uh, of little little blips of, of, of greatness, uh, can they put it together? I mean, the the first halves have, have been pretty rough, and then the second half, wow, they look fantastic. they got to have two second halves today. I hope they come out today like it's already been halftime. And maybe we'll see. <laughs> I don't know. You try to trick them? <laughs> yeah. like, All right, maybe we're starting with the second half today. <laughs> hey, whatever it takes. Scoreless. Whatever it takes. Well, that's pretty good. How about you, Sean? What's your rock and reality check? My rock and reality check is heart versus head you know your your head is is thinking one thing and your heart's thinking another yeah you're, you're, you've known for years that it's texas it's texas it's texas but now you're like wait a minute in years past those games when you beat down to stephen f austin you'd lose th- th- those were those were games where you couldn't come back right they came back I think that that it's where's your heart and where's your head. My head says that this will be a close game. My yeah. my heart, yeah. There, there's that there's that being a Red Raider fan for, <laughs> for over for nearly thirty years. I know what you're years. talking about there. Yeah, <laughs> that just got. Well, how many times, Sean, have we? I, like I, I don't know about y'all, but I, I feel like on paper. Tech is pretty competitive, you know? Like, right. I feel like there's been times throughout the years where, like, maybe Tech had, like, you know, beaten up on a TCU and looked really good or had a good game against somebody else, and you're like, man, they're, they're going to go down to Austin. I think they're going to kick their butts, and then they lose by, like, 40 points, you know? Right. Uh, so I, I kind of have that feel because, all right, we start breaking it down. My reality check is that, on paper, this is about as competitive as Tech has been with uh, Texas, really, it, maybe in the last decade since I can remember uh, uh, in recent memory because look at quarterback. Who has the advantage? I think it's Tech. Yeah. Running back, uh, obviously that took a hit. Um, Taj Brooks being out today, um, getting injured Thursday, that's 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 rough. But they're they're deep there. And, you know, Texas, I mean, they're loaded at running back, so that was always going to be a push at best anyways. Um, you got to kind of give the advantage to, to Texas at running back. But then at receiver, I'm taking Tech. Receiver and tight end. I mean, come on. It's not you know with Easy being one of the best players on the field uh, today. Offensive lines, both of them are challenged. Let's just be honest. You know, I don't <laughs> which I'm not sure which one. I, I think I maybe I have to take Tex uh, for as much as smack as people talk about Tex offensive line. I mean, Texas has really struggled. Texas is. We'll look at the numbers later, but Texas is in the hundreds <laughs> yeah. in run defense. Well, yeah, I haven't even gotten there yet. So I mean, the defensive fronts, I would take Tech. You know, which how many times would you in, in this series in this matchup would you Never. take Tech's defensive <laughs> right. front against Texas? I, that sounds so weird to say. And then secondary, I think I'd probably give a slight nod to to Texas, but you know, I mean, I, not that Tech's secondary is just terrible this year. So, and then special teams, 
kickers, uh, and punters. I mean, I like Tech. You know what I mean? And normally, UT has some punter who's going to be going to the NFL and is an all-Big 12 performer. But, I, I mean, on paper, if you switch the logos and uniforms, yeah. I think Tech would be favored. You know, I, I, I mean, I think, I think Texas would be favored with these players, with Tech's players. So, I, you know, I, like Sean said, I, I want to – Say, oh man, Tech's going to win this game. Yeah. It's going to be huge. But I get why they're underdogs in this, just because it's in Austin. Even though they have won two of the last three matchups right. historically, it's been very difficult. Texas had like they need to win this game yeah. after losing to Arkansas. So uh, I, it's I'm very intrigued by what's going to happen oh, this morning. Well, and then you know you got guys on obviously who were on the team last year and oh yeah bad taste in their oh, mouth. Man. I mean you're up 15 with 3:13 left. And you can't get it done, and you lose 63-56 in overtime. And, uh, I mean, obviously, that sticks in the craw of some players. And here, I mean, how often do you get a second chance to, to right some wrongs? And here you got a chance today. And Matt Wills talked about remembering last year. These uh, these guys don't, they, they won't need to be reminded about last year and um, all the emotions and the, the feelings that come with that. We move on. We all do. Um, but it's a game. And you do remember it. And so certainly uh, we want to put ourselves in the same position in terms of being in the game in the fourth quarter and, and all of that, and we will need to finish. You know, it's interesting. We were talking about, you know, through Tech's first three games, how good is Tech? But then also with Texas's first three games under a new coach, Steve Sarkeesian, how good are they? And he talked about that earlier this week. You know, at the end of the day, how, how do I evaluate where we're at? We're a 2 and one football team heading into conference play. Um, you know, we, we get to play a home game here in DKR at 11 a.m. Uh, excited for the crowd and the home field advantage that we'll get from that. Um, but, but outside of that, we've got plenty of things to work on, and we got plenty of room to grow as a team. But the only way we're going to grow as a team is to, you know, identify those areas for improvement and then continue to build on. So it's always interesting to hear a coach, you know, talk about his own team. But it's funny to me. Just you know, we've been doing this a long time, Pete, yeah. to see what uh, coaches say. You know, of course, of course, that uh, basketball coach that's now in Austin used to just have so much respect for every team every they played. Every single team. Every coach and was every, a Hall of Famer. Every team had two or three guys <laughs> going NBA. to the NBA. <laughs> so time. it's funny to hear. Scoff. <laughs> it's interesting to me to see how coaches handle that, you know, on the eve of the game or leading up to, to the game against an opponent. And Sarkeesian uh, talked about Texas Tech. And uh, we're getting ready to play a very good Texas Tech team. Um, I have a bunch of respect for Coach Wells, um, the work that he did at, at, at uh, Utah State to get that program to where they were. And then to get here, you can see the maturation of year three being the head football coach. I think this team has, uh, has bought into his style of play, um, offensively and defensively. Um, they're a veteran football team with a lot of transfers, and I think the transfers that they've brought in uh, have been very beneficial to them. And uh, this is a, a big physical football team that, that plays fast, uh, so we've got a work cut out for us for sure. Yeah, I mean, I agree with what he said, his evaluation. You know, uh, of course, he did say the respect for Coach Wells. And, uh, <laughs> I, I one of these days, we're going to have somebody like, man, I have no respect for this coach <laughs> yeah. we're facing. It's going to blow our minds. You know? <laughs> You're right. But it wasn't this week. It wasn't with Sarkeesian talking about Coach Wells, and certainly wasn't you know, vice versa either. But, man, there's so much. You, we kind of talked about it and mentioned it here and there. But, I mean, if you stack up so, how much is on this game um, for Texas Tech, 
you know, I, I really feel like that was the key to last year, them losing that game to Texas. I mean, I, don't, I feel like the way they did, right. being up 15 and with the fan base. I mean, that's where the fan base was like, that's it, I'm done. Right. They got up as a, you it know. It was shocking. It was. It hurt a lot of Red Raider fans' souls, you know. But how big is, is this game for Texas? I mean, if you lose well, yeah, to Arkansas and then you lose at home to Texas. be a really Texas. rough start to the Sarkeesian era. Well, you know, you know and sure. that's why it's good that here we are beginning Bill 12 play and you get Texas right off the bat. Yeah. And so, you know, both teams have had some non-conference games, but, I, you know, I like that it's the opener and, and Tech gets to punch them in the mouth first. Now, I don't know, I don't, I, right? And, you know, yeah. what, I, I don't know about y'all, but uh, Eric Ezekama's comments, I, people haven't really talked about it a lot, but he was, he's actually said, we're going to hit him in the mouth, you know, a bunch, and he's looking forward to it, and that, you know, they were getting. Somebody asked him if you're, if he was going to be doing horns down and stuff like that, and you know that kind of question. And he said, "Well, we haven't really gone over our uh, uh, worked on our touchdown celebrations yet, but we plan on scoring a lot, and so we better we will." Uh, work on those and get, and get them ready. Those celebrations. So I was like, "Dang, that's this dude's confident." That's a penalty. <laughs> well, yeah, I know. Now, well, I don't think well. he, I don't think he meant the horns down. No, I, you know, I know. Um, but I, I but, remember T.J. Vasher doing it. Oh yeah, oh. yeah of course. Yeah. And then the infamous horns down from last year. Yes. You know what was funny was I don't, I don't know if y'all were a Big Twelve media. Well, Sean, I'm sure you were a Big Twelve media day. They made this big ordeal about. They had like a whole speaker come in and take thirty minutes of our life talking about how the horn, just on the horns down thing, just like don't do that. It's going to be a penalty. We're you know for sure. And then the next day it came out that Texas was leaving the Big Twelve. Yeah, <laughs> I but, thought, man, what a joke. But see, what if people start doing guns down? That would be offensive to us. That should be a penalty. They'll they'll find tech. They'll find a way. They'll find a way. To find tech, but you know, look, we're going to be breaking this game down for the next two hours leading up to kickoff. But we're going to start uh, this next segment talking Texas Tech basketball recruiting because there's a lot going on. So come back and join us on the Rock and Preview. Inside the Red Raiders recruiting news, basketball. Yeah, there's a lot going on, man. Coach Adams and his staff are getting after. But before we get into this. Man, I really want to take a minute and thank uh, one of our new sponsors, uh, Cattleman's Pride Meat Company. They brought over, man, some food. Sean cooked up some breakfast tacos. And, uh, man, we've been tearing it up. Like, we need a break from the break to uh, <laughs> to digest. Yeah, yeah. Your belt need, the, need the stretchy pants because this, this is delicious. So I really thank you, Cattleman's Pride Meat Company, for uh, hooking it up. This yeah, morning. the brisket was fantastic. Delicious. Yeah, really good. All right. Well, you know, like I said, they've been tearing it up, uh, the Texas Tech men's basketball coaching staff, on the recruiting trail. I think that was like, so everyone questions you until you, like, put things to bed, right? You know, right. Coach Adams, it was, you know, did they make the right hire? Can he can he put a, put together a staff? He put together the staff that's, like, accomplished, you know, good recruiters, all that. So, okay, that's a check. Then it was like, okay, can he recruit? And... They went to the transfer portal and brought in, you know, one of the best transfer portal classes in the country. I mean, just some real stars from all over. Um, I mean, just Kevin O'Banner alone. I mean, that's huge. Him and uh, Bryson Williams. So, uh, just just great work by them. So, now it's like, okay, well, can they recruit the high school guys? You know, the previous guy uh, who's in Austin now, he who shall not be named, at least in this space, uh, you know, I... 
he took high school just recruiting in general to a whole other level. And Coach Adams was a part of that uh, as part of his staff. So, but the thing was, okay, Adams is you know he's older. Can can he recruit these high school guys? Well, man, you know, Pop Isaac's top one hundred, top fifty by some people, uh, player in the country, point guard out of Nevada. Boom, commit to get this class uh, going to two thousand twenty two class going. But but they're not just sitting around like patting themselves on the back. They have they're in with some big time players. One of those uh, is 2022 forward Robert Jennings, who recently visited. Um, he's down to Texas Tech and Missouri, and I think uh, you know this guy is a he's he's a three star guy, but he's he's six seven. He's uh, very skilled. He can float out in the perimeter, but he can also go down and mix it up on the block. I really like this guy. He's from the Metroplex. Uh, a lot of guys were recruited. Texas tried to get in late. Uh, they, pretty much it was it's out there that. Yeah, I even put in a crystal ball for Texas Tech to, to Robert Jennings. And, of course, the coach that shall not be named in this space, he had to jump in there and try and get Jennings to come <laughs> to go down to Austin. And Jennings, to his credit, said, no, you know, these, these other teams have been recruiting me and offered me a long time ago. You're trying to jump in late? No. So I think Tech's going to get some good news here very soon. Probably next time we do the show, we'll be talking about how Jennings is going to be a future Red Raider, in, in my opinion. So that, that's pretty exciting. Yeah, I mean, obviously these guys have been real aggressive recruiting, and uh, you know we got all these great guys here. Now we can't wait to see them gel together. I mean, that's the the next check mark. That is the next question: is can you know can they put this 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 group of I mean that were strangers together, right? Right. These players from when you know they're all stars at their team. So what? I'm I'm coming off the bench. I'm the sixth yeah. guy, but you know you got to be part of the team, and uh, you got to make sure it's a team. And I think Mark Adams and, and his staff are, are, are making sure that's going to happen. A lot of these guys too. We mentioned. I know we're skipping kind of skipping around here, but there's so much to to get to with. And you brought up a really good point with uh, Tech Hoops recruiting is that. These guys are from the transfer portal. They're veterans. They're like I like to say, grown men. They're right. not kids looking for the shiny thing. They're looking. They're making business decisions. Right. So they know what's up. They know when they're. They see what's on the roster, and uh, they have an idea of what the role is going to be coming in. So, I, you know, I'm, I think a lot of these guys are accepting of the roles, like an Adonis Arms who we had on the show. You know, when he committed, um, he knows he's probably going to come off the bench, but he's going to play a huge role you know, on both ends of the court. So I, I think. Uh, in terms of that point of it, I think they'll do a good job. Now we'll see later in the season because as long as they're winning, everybody's like, okay. I accept my role, but if if they you know right. hit some speed bumps, then that's when it's like, hey, I, you know, we're not even winning, and I'm coming off the bench. So we'll see how Coach Adams handles all that. Right, and I've seen you know pictures on Twitter and such how they're doing team bonding and doing a lot of things, and 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 you know it's a family, and you know it starts now. Way before the season starts, uh, you know, they're putting in a lot of work, and uh, we'll get to see, uh, I think November 4th is the first game, somewhere around then, and, uh, you know, then it all begins. And, of course, you know, the football team's taking on Texas right now in Austin, but the uh, home game is, what, February 1st is what yeah. I, I'm probably the only one who have a hard time remembering. Everybody else has that imprinted on their brain they can't wait. Oh, I, I think they've even got, I think it's February 19th, back out in Austin. Right. So, I have February 2nd and February 20th off. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. It's like after the Super Bowl. Yeah. I, I know Tech fans have been telling yeah. me that uh, they're already getting their batteries ready, you know, to throw, of course, because that's oh, what... Oh, man. Get the chicken wire. And I'm kidding, of course. I'm just, it's, a, it's a joke, I think. 
uh, but I hope, there's man. a lot of juice on that. A lot. Speaking of uh, being a family and you know some other guys they want to add to the family in the future, one guy is uh, Lamar Washington. This guy's intriguing to me. He's a 2022 shooting guard, uh, you know, swing guard. He's a combo guard um, out of Portland, Oregon, actually. Because this isn't one. I'm skipping around again, but one thing that uh, I talked about with Joe Yeager on Inside the Red Raiders this week was the makeup of the roster is there's only three guys from Texas. Right. There's almost as many guys from France on the roster <laughs> as there is from Texas. And you got three guys from California, three guys from Texas, two guys from France. That's crazy, right? Right. I mean, that's not like what we grew up with, you know? Well, when you mentioned Portland, I assume this has Peary written all over it. Absolutely. And Peary, he's a hoss. Uh, Barrett Peary, uh, assistant coach. I think he was the first, wasn't he, the first guy that uh, they hired, that like the new hire? Uh, yeah. For Coach Adams when he's putting the staff and, together. Now, I really like Corey Williams, too, of course. I yeah. mean, those guys are very good recruiters. They are plugged in, they're experienced, all that. But, yeah, he's definitely a West Coast and, you know, uh, Pacific Northwest uh, dude coming from, you know, Port, what was it, Portland State? Portland State yeah, was the so. coach. But he's got that, that Pat Riley mystique. <laughs> With the His slick back hair and all that. And the stylish glasses. I mean, <laughs> right. yeah. We're all wearing glasses. You don't wear glasses to play the stuff, right? <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> so going back to Lamar Washington, he actually has Division One offers in football, too. Ooh. So, you know, most of these guys, well, not most of them, but a lot of these guys, especially these high-end uh, four-star uh, basketball players, they specialize. They're not playing football, you know. Uh, but he does, and he's really he's a really good uh, football prospect. But he already said he wants to go basketball, and he recently took an official visit to Texas Tech. And um, Austin Massey, uh, our one of our or our main recruiting analysts, who we recently hired at Inside the Red Raiders, he actually uh, caught up with Washington, and uh, this is what Washington said about his visit to Texas Tech. He said, and I quote: "What stands out about the program is the family feeling around campus, the awesome, loving, crazy fan ba- uh, fan base." That stood out immediately. It's a great spot to be, and it has great food spots around the city. It's a lot better than one would expect. My relationship with the staff is great. They show major love, and I got along and gelled with each coach very easily. My relationship with Coach Peary is excellent. I've known him since my freshman year. Wow. So there you go. You yeah. know, um, that's those are all, there's some key words in there because um, everybody. I, it's very rare someone's like, man, I had a terrible time with my yeah. business. I hate the coaches. Yeah. That area is terrible. You just don't hear that, you know. Um, but uh, I look for keywords. Um, family feeling, that's something that every, almost every recruit says, I want that family feeling. So yeah. that's check, you know. Um, he didn't say it was a good feeling around campus. He said awesome, loving, crazy fan base. <laughs> that stands out to me. I, I like look it. for that. I know? like it. Um, he also said he gelled with each coach very easily that's another thing yeah. that you want to hear because that's almost always like every I, I love to say this every recruitment is is they got their own relationship it's their right. individual personal recruitment they have different things they want but there are some standard things that every recruit looks for and what i just mentioned is what you want to hear because those are the things that every recruit they want i mean i know people say don't don't commit to a coach but almost every guy does they, you know, they want to go play for somebody they trust and a coaching staff they trust in a place they feel comfortable in. So for him to say that, and he said Coach Peary is excellent. He didn't say he's a good guy or he's pretty cool. He said he's excellent. excellent. And I've yeah. known him since my freshman year. So yeah. not only uh, is he excellent, but I've known him for a long time. So that's that's how long Coach Peary has been putting in uh, to that recruitment before, I, you know, I assume he thought about coaching at Texas Tech. So those relationships are paying off. And 
I really think Lamar Washington is going to end up as a Red Raider, too. So I think wow. you put Pop Isaacs, Robert Jennings, uh, Lamar Washington, you're starting to put together, again, one of your better recruiting classes in you're the program. You're saying the future's really bright. It's very bright. Yeah. I, and I, I have my shades right here. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it was bright this morning. I needed it. It was early morning. Is this going to be the new golden age for Texas Tech basketball? <laughs> new golden age. You know, what's funny is I think the, the best compliment we could – probably pay to coach adams is if we say the the golden age continued there was no hitch right you know what i mean like i think and then of course you know I, these guys are competitive i assume he would want to say it got even better under coach adams after well, we he, hope so. not being there we yeah. hope so so it's going to be interesting uh, another guy i want to mention uh 2022 power forward zach keller i talked about him a couple times uh in previous shows he visited tech recently uh, he mentioned a top four of Tech, Utah, Wake Forest, and TCU. I, you know, I, I, I honestly don't think Keller's going to end up at Texas Tech. I think it looks like Utah. Some people said uh, maybe uh, Wake Forest, but I, I think um, Utah. I, he actually played. You know, he's from Colorado. This is a six-eight, four-star power forward, six-nine, uh, four-star power forward. He actually played with the Utah Select team. Um, so, which is weird, right? Colorado playing with the Utah select team with a bunch of kids from Utah. And I think he had a good time on his visit uh, to Utah. So, uh, one more too. Brendan Housen actually took yeah. his official visit to Oklahoma. And Oklahoma is interesting because though it's a different coaching staff as well, um, they had to re-offer him when they changed their coaching staff. Oklahoma was the first major school to, to offer Tech. And Tech, I mean, uh, offer Housen. Tech was right after them. Um, and then is there a crystal ball on him yet? No. Yeah. And I, I know. I'm like, oh, yeah. you know, because I tell you what, Villanova is really is really in the mix here with, and they're going after yeah. housing hard. I mean, come on, when Jay Wright comes, you're you right. know, I mean, it's hard to. They've been really, you could say, the basketball program of this century. Really, I mean, they've right. won a couple of titles and they've made deep deep pushes too. I think they had one of the better teams, the, the team that knocked Tech out in the Elite Eight. Probably one of the probably for my money, like the best team of this this century. Yeah. So. It's hard, you know, when he comes a call, you got to listen. And I know he took an OV recently there, too. Good nice. Hey, I just wanted to mention real quick, you know, I do these monthly lunches, and next yes. one I've got Red Raider basketball coach Mark Adams coming. Uh, I encourage you guys, if you're a Red Raider fan, come out and hear uh, Mark Adams speak. Uh, he's going to talk about his faith, uh, about how his faith has helped him land some of these guys on the staff. Uh, it's going to be October 6th, 11.30 a.m. at the Lubbock uh, fireman, professional fireman hall, 8517 Urbina Avenue. Um, it's going to be great. So I encourage you guys to come on out and join us. $10 lunch. Uh, I know you've come to several of the lunches. Yes. It's just a great group of guys and, and gals, and uh, uh, you're going to be blessed. But uh, Mark Adams coming October 6th, and you can text uh, BLESSING to 59925 and get on our little text list, and you'll get an update. But come join us and, and hear Mark Adams and come hang with him. We need to pay some bills, but I want to jump in there and say real quick that I have been to the last several. I'm going to every one of them because it's been fulfilling for me, and I, what you do there is really neat, Pete. Yeah. I, I'm. We people ask, are, are y'all friends? We are friends, of and I, we I'm are. really, yeah. I'm really impressed with what what you do there, oh, well, what thanks, you do for the man. community and people. And I think that's really cool that you get guys like Mark Adams to come out and share their faith. So that, that's. Really I'm excited neat. for this one. All right, coming up, like I said, Amy Hurd, Senior Associate Athletics Director for Strategic Engagement. 
uh, at Texas Tech is going to come talk the name, image, likeness, and uh, some beyond verified what, what the Red Raiders are doing in the NIL, the new world of college sports yes. with, with NIL. So I'm looking forward to that. It's the Red Raider Outfitter Rockin' Pregame on 101.1 The Beer. It's the Rockin' Interview. Well, we welcome in Senior Associate Athletic Director for Strategic Engagement and Head of the Name, Image, and Likeness Campaign, Beyond Verified, from Texas Tech, Amy Hurd. Thank you for joining us this morning. Happy to. Excited to be here today. With name, image, and likeness now legal, it has opened Pandora's box where almost anyone can offer an athlete something for their name, image, and likeness. How does Beyond Verified protect Texas Tech and their athletes in this learning process? Yeah, name, image, and likeness has changed the game, right? And it has evolved um, and is evolving. It's amazing. I think it's on fast forward sometimes because we were about 90 days in. Um, but it's a balancing act between growing a brand, teaching young people how to grow a brand, how to be a business owner, and then also safeguarding um, all of the different things, right? Safeguarding. Um, their financial well-being, their brand itself, um, the brands they associate with. So it's an evolution, and everyone's learning. The student-athlete, um, the brands themselves, the companies, the corporations. Well, when name, image, and likeness was legalized by the NCAA, Barstool, which is owned by Penn National Gaming, started offering to athletes to become Barstool athletes. What is Texas Tech's official stance on Barstool and their effect on Texas Tech athletes? Great question. You know, I think gaming specifically is one of the things that our state law has outlined um, as being out of bounds so they have several different products that students can't and can't endorse um, across the board having state legislation has helped provide guidelines in the state of texas and our legislators were working to be ahead of the game thinking that the ncaa would adopt legislation last January, January 21, um, and then when they didn't, it put a lot more emphasis on the legislation. Some states now don't have legislation, they're relying on their institutions. Definitely, it, again, it, it's a changing world. I think um, deals like Barstool that happened early, you know, one of the things we wanted to make sure of was we were doing our very best to help our students follow the state legislation because that's what we were operating under um, because of that piece of as far as gaming and casinos that helped separate it um, they also couldn't use our marks if they wanted to participate but we are not in the business necessarily of telling them which deals they can and can't participate in outside of the state rules state legislation how does texas tech help maximize name image and likeness benefits for athletes without hindering what they are here for in education and athletics yeah you know we've been we've tried to be as intentional as we can in this super evolving um, environment right but we've started out by saying okay what we want to help our students do is build their brand understand what that might mean and then also protect and safeguard so the brand piece you know, we have a great communications and external team that's working all the time to help our students put their best foot forward whether it's on the field whether it's outside of um, the, the competition but we tried to make sure up front in our student athlete sessions that we said your first role and the reason you've worked so hard to get here is to be a great student and a great athlete and success in those two places are going to help you make the most of your name image and likeness as well um, so we tried to help them realize right they have a pretty full plate already with being a student, with being an athlete, 
and then where do you put this in and how do you manage it? And that's what we try to teach through the safeguarding. So we recently had a partner come on that talked about how do you balance these things? How do you, um, if you're getting reached out to on social media, how do you organize that so that it doesn't take all your time, but it's manageable and it's something you can say, you know, do you have a good idea of which brands you want to be associated with, which ones you don't, you can sift through them that way. Well, we're joined by Senior Associate Athletic Director for Strategic Engagement, Amy Hurd, on the Rockin' Pre-Game Show, talking about name, in, image, and likeness, and beyond verified. What are changes that may change the perception of name, image, and likeness in the future? You know, I think because the states um, are varied, and right now there isn't federal legislation um, Beyond the interim NCAA policy, there's not national kind of oversight. I think that's going to be an area that continues to evolve. Um, where that impacts the law and the rules, I don't know necessarily. Um, but I think it's going to keep changing. It's going to present new opportunities and potentially present some states or schools that have to pull back on something maybe that they've allowed. But for the most part, it's going to continue to evolve. And I, I wish I knew um, what those opportunities look like. And I think Mark's... Um, and logos, co-branding will be things that continue to evolve. And with Alabama quarterback Bryce Young uh, having a seven-figure name, image, and likeness deal, it begs the question of how does the inequities of name, image, and likeness affect you know issues of Title IX when maybe a volleyball player might not get a deal at all? Yeah, it's a great question, and I don't know that we know the answer as to how it'll work out. I think we've seen... As you mentioned, big opportunities for some of our male student-athletes or nationally male student-athletes. And we've seen some big opportunities for female student-athletes, too. Um, it just depends on what the person is looking for. And you know, eventually, there's going to be differences. Um, I think one thing Texas Tech is committed to, I know Texas Tech is committed to, is to making sure the student-athlete experience is the very best it can be for all of our student-athletes. And then we've encouraged folks to think about name, image, and likeness as separate between the student and the the company and so there will be differences i think we want to make sure we support our student athletes the same and then i think as an industry we'll see that evolution and what it what it does or how it impacts in the title nine space one of the benefits texas tech has as being part of a power five conference and how it benefits their student athletes with beyond verified probably the biggest um asset for our student-athletes is the resources. We're very fortunate to be able to surround our student-athletes with lots of resources, whether it's the education side and teaching them about how to manage their finances or things to think about. The school itself has resources, whether that's student legal services or some of the classes they're able to take on the academic side to develop themselves. And then, of course, we have communications and marketing and incredibly talented, creative folks that are putting our entire athletic department and our student athletes specifically in the best light. So those resources that you have at the Power, Power Five level are going to continue to help benefit a student athlete. But it's not to say that there won't be other opportunities in different um, different levels or for different student athletes across the country. It just there's, there's a, a sense of um, the resources that support our student athletes is at the very best level. Will there be differences with the haves and have-nots? with huge name, image, and likeness deals exaggerated in the future? You know, I don't know. I don't know if name, image, and likeness, I don't know how it will impact that necessarily. I will say, a school like Texas Tech, we are beneficiaries of our community, too. So the fact that not just our status as a Power Five, but the community that we, as Texas Tech, 
are in and are supported by is so important, right? The, the folks, the small business owners, um, the community that every Saturday is focused on, you know, Saturday or any other day of the week, a Texas Tech event, that's beneficial to our students as well. How can companies contact and connect with student athletes the right way? The best way for local business folks to get involved is on texastech.com. There's a Beyond Verified section, and within that we have frequently asked questions to help businesses answer some of the questions they may have, understand how they can get involved, and really connect with student-athletes. That's one of the probably largest shifts is that now student-athletes and businesses can connect directly. Um, on TexasTech.com, we're working to add our student-athletes social media handles so you can reach out that way. Um, and realizing they're still students and they're still athletes, but gives a chance to connect. And then from there, it's really um, a fairly simple process of understanding what you want to accomplish. The student may not know either, so there's probably going to be questions both ways, but our team um, at beyond.verified at ttu.edu can be reached out to electronically and, and through email and, and answer questions you have as you're going through it. Senior Associate Athletic Director for Strategic Engagement, Amy Hurt. Thanks for taking the time to talk with us today. Absolutely. So happy to be with you guys. Have a great day. Man, that was interesting because this is a new frontier, Pete. It's a new you know, world. Yeah. It really is. And people expect us to have answers on like, <laughs> everything. You know, with, yeah. and, and I understand that. Uh, and I, I think we do have a lot of answers. But with this, I'm like, I really respect that a couple of the questions uh, she said, you know, I'm not sure. We'll see. Right. You know, um, I, I thought she made some really good points there, and I'm going to take this podcast. And Sean, you got to do the podcast on this. I will do the podcast. Separate, and I'm going to use this a lot because this is good info from someone who knows what they're talking about. I thought, and I hadn't this hadn't occurred to me before, and it's really great to accentuate the positives. People say, well, how does Tech compare with like Alabama in terms of name, image, likeness? Well, I don't know. You know, let's say let's compare it to like say TCU, who's in a pro sports market. Right. All right. Tech, everything is is geared towards tech in this community. Right. And that is a positive for right. Texas Tech in terms of name, image, likeness. I mean, there are. We see, like, Kevin McCuller, yep. Terrence Shannon. That's the first one I thought of, Kevin Yeah, McCullough. yeah, right. Yeah. Kev, Kevin McCuller, he's doing it right. That, <laughs> yeah. so, you know, he must be taking some business classes up there because he, you can tell he's, he's taking advantage of this. Uh, but, you know, no, I think that's a really good point. And that's, some, that's a selling point. I, it's going to be interesting on the recruiting trail how they sell – what Texas Tech can offer from an NIL standpoint. Well, and then just what Texas Tech's doing, they're beyond verified. They're, they're bringing in people to, to work with the athletes. You know, uh, Texas Tech, I think, is doing a lot to really help their athletes excel and beyond beyond verified get their name out there and yeah. you know you see it all over twitter and yeah. uh you know a lot of guys are doing a lot of things and uh you know there are opportunities out there. Absolutely. And the whole protect my brand uh is is a new statement that i hear a lot from from players and then even recruits coming up you know uh the the brand protecting your brand and so i don't know it's all fascinating to me i'm beyond questioning whether it's, it's you're uh, beyond questioning <laughs> i'm beyond questioning if it should be or not it is yes and like as we said pandora's box has been opened it is a thing and it's I don't know, it's it's fascinating to me yeah, and then, you know, these athletes now have to juggle, you know, the athletic side, the the academic side, and then 
you know the business side i mean now it's 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 so much more on an athlete and uh you know some of their time now has got to go to getting their name out there and doing this with this company and getting on twitter and writing this and posting this picture and stuff right. and so you know just you, you got to find a happy medium it's the cotton court hotel big 12 scoreboard well, of course, uh, Red Raider football getting started in about an hour and 12 minutes. The Red Raiders at Texas at 11 a.m. Also at 11 a.m., SMU is at TCU. Both of those teams are undefeated. That's a big game. Yes. Uh, we got number 14, and that, of course, that not a Big 12 game. So uh, SMU not in the Big 12. Right. So I'm just uh, yeah. Some, some but it's a, there is a Big 12 team participating in it. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I For know. now. Uh, then we've got uh, number 14, Iowa State, on the road at 3-0 Baylor. That's at 2.30 today. Kansas is at Duke today. That's at 3 o'clock. Kansas State goes to Oklahoma State at 6. Both of those teams are 3-0 as well today. So uh, some big games. Also, West Virginia and Oklahoma, 6.30 tonight. Oklahoma ranked number 4 in the nation. So we start getting down to the nitty-gritty uh, and getting some Big 12 action today. That's on today. This is, uh, you know, it's go time. I feel like it's the, uh, I don't know, not patty cake, but you know what I mean, kind of the, the, the non-conference is out of the way. Now a lot of these these teams around the, the country are really right. getting after it in their conference games. And, yeah, needless to say, uh, you know, even Tech was just getting some love on ESPN's College Game Day for this matchup against Texas. It's a huge matchup. We're going to dive into this game uh, you know, later in the show. But coming up next, we're going to talk some football recruiting because uh, recruiting never sleeps. So come back and join us on the Red Ritter Outfitter Rockin' Pregame on 101.1 The Beer. Inside the Red Raiders recruiting news, football. Where's Jeff? <laughs> yeah, Jeff is out today. Jeff Scott, our, our normal host, our, our starting quarterback here at the Rockin' Pregame. So, uh, you know, nothing serious or anything like that, but he's, you know, doing some family stuff today, so uh, I hope Jeff's having fun. Yeah, I hope so. He's I a hard-working so. dude, so he he actually, he deserves those vacations. Unlike some people, you know, uh, we Who? Know, oh. You know, I'm pointing at. I love when you say something like that, everyone kind of gets their back up. Like, yeah, who are you like, talking what, about, bro? What's going on here? No, no, all y'all, man, all y'all great uh, and hard-working and all that. And like I said, I hope Jeff's having a, having a good day. Um, in terms of football recruiting, yes. Uh, look, the non-conference, the, the first two home games weren't exactly like uh, sizzling in terms of Stephen. Well, it was a close game, Stephen F. Austin, and then Florida International also not you know a, a big-time opponent. So they weren't big visitor weekends. Now, the, the next home game against TCU is going to be one of the bigger visitor weekends, and we're going to have that previewed for you. That's October 9th. Um, so we'll, we'll have that, and that, that'll be good. But So I thought this would be a good time. Tech's on the road two weeks in a row let's just review where they're at with this 2022 class now it's ninth in the big 12 i think it's like 80th in nationally that doesn't sound good but that is skewed so much towards volume and tech the way they're doing things now they're not gonna the the, the day of getting 20 commits and stuff like that from the high school ranks i just for for the foreseeable future that's not what tech is doing they're going heavy in the transfer pool and i think they should hey before you bring up names and such you know yes. th there's you know the the staff is 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 on the chopping block so to speak you know they've right. got to win this year right. 
if I'm an athlete, how does that play in? You know, you're getting recruited by these guys. Well, they may not be here next year. I mean, you just don't know. Absolutely. I think, you know, that's huge. Like I said earlier with basketball recruiting, you know, they, you know, the, the people try and tell recruits, don't commit to a coach, commit to a school. Right. And that's great. But I would say that's very rare, to be <laughs> honest. They these athletes and i understand you want to go play for a coach that you like and this you know in the scheme you want and the people you trust absolutely but that's what they do they, they can't help themselves you know and i honestly if it was, if it were me i probably would too well you it's know? all about the relationship it not is about with the, the school with the coaches right of course so it's really it'd be very there's like I, one guy off the top of my head that i could think of that was like i'm going to this school because i want to go to this school i don't care who the coaches are was tony bradford like they had a coaching change in the middle of his and i and he's so matter of fact he's i think that kid that guy was born serious you know what i mean like uh when i asked him like you know what do you think about you know the coaching change and coach wells he's like honestly i don't care who the coaches are i fell in love with the university that's where i'm going i you know doesn't matter so but that's rare like it stuck out to me because that's so rare so but I think one thing is they're off to they're off to a three zero start. Right, that's good. Um, there aren't every year these coaches are under. So I mean, every week, look at the week week to week. A coach is a hero. Next week he's a goat. You know, put for sale signs up in his yard and stuff like that. I mean, yes, uh, other schools are using that against Coach Wells. They're negatively recruiting him, but it's not as bad as and he handles it a lot better than like say Kingsbury. That was just a mess. You know, <laughs> that really hurt his. Recruiting effort, and he didn't need any help with bad recruiting. That's for sure. So um, that's that's a really good point. But I think where it would hurt is if they take a turn where they have a losing streak this week or this this season, and it looked like maybe they wouldn't get to six or seven wins. Right. Then it starts getting real in, in that regard. Um, but in terms of this class, they actually do have some guys that I'm excited about, and I think it all starts with uh, Marion Horn, who's a four-star athlete. He's a Under Armour All-American. Out of Broken Arrow, Oklahoma, 5'11", 175, 180, very fast, very you know quick twitch deal. He you know play, I think he's going to play a lot corner for you, but he's also going to play. I'm not saying he's as good as this guy. I'm just saying think of this when you imagine in your in your brain a Deion Sanders how he was with the Cowboys where he played. You know he's your corner. He start he's going to be your one of your main corners, but he's also going to run a reverse on offense or you know run, you run a screen for him out of the slot or return punts for you too i mean you want the ball in his hands because he does play offense for broken arrow as well he's running back actually and uh you can you can do so many things with this kind of athlete and i think honestly that's how i mean oklahoma offered him oklahoma state offered you know uh all, all the big dogs and regionally offered him but he chose tech i think for one that relationship with the coaches but also you know the opportunity to be utilized all over the field Another guy I'm really interested in, and you know, this has been really cool. I think one of the huge benefits of this coaching staff is what they've done with the running back room. I mean, just think about how it used to be like, man, they got one or two guys, and that's about it. <laughs> if one guy goes down, then this guy's going to have to be the guy, and all you know, like now they they have they have a legitimate power five running back room, <clears throat> and they're looking to add to it. And they, with Bryson Donnell from Tyler Legacy, he's 5'11", 204, 205 pounds. He's a three star guy, but I love how versatile he is. He's the kind of guy he'll put up, you know, he'll he can have 15 carries for 125 yards and five catches for another 60, 70 yards, you know, and score both ways. So they look for that versatility. Uh, DeAndre Smith, the running back coach at Texas Tech, he wants all his guys to be, uh, you know, Xavier White kind. Where you, yes, 
a good runner between the tackles, but also a very good receiver out of the backfield. So Donnell, you know, he, he, he checks all those all those boxes. Um, another guy. This is an interesting uh, story. I really. He's not big on interviews, <clears throat> so I haven't talked to him just a ton. But Jocelyn Malaska out of Bethany, Oklahoma, 6'2 corner. And right off the bat, two of the first three guys I mentioned are cornerbacks, which has been hard for Texas Tech to recruit in the, in the past. So this is really good. He's a really good player, but he's actually from Haiti. He was a Haitian refugee. Um, not ref, well, not refugee. He was actually an orphan um, who was adopted by this couple in Oklahoma, and he came to uh, to America without knowing English as an elementary student. And yeah, now he's like an honor student. And he's going to go play Power Five football now, so Division One football. And uh, he did this video about that, telling the story when he committed. Now it was one of the best. It's probably the best commitment video I've ever seen. It was it was really well done. Wow. Okay. So, but oh, by the way, he could play some football too. <laughs> so, which I think a lot of Tech fans that's what they want to hear. <clears throat> when you got to talk to him, what what kind of drew him this way? The relationship with the state. Uh, yeah. he, he liked the campus and everything, but also tech. Uh, these coaches have a lot of connections in Oklahoma, so it was, came down to relationships. Yep. You know, always do relationships and opportunity. Uh, Tyler King is a five ten, hundred sixty pound slot receiver kind of dude. With he's just a burner. I, some I don't know if this is official or not, but he's been clocked at four two. In the four two something four two, I don't know what it was in the hundreds, but uh, under four three, which that's if that's legit, and it looks like he's very he, he's always running away from people on film. But if that's legitimate, then you know, wow, uh, that's that's impressive. Now, even if it's not four two, if he's an under four four guy, you know what you're getting out of him. You're getting a, a speed guy, um, a playmaker, uh, a potential game changer out of the slot. Uh, out of he's out of a Leaf Taylor there in the Houston area, so uh, he, he's had a good start to the season. Uh, another offensive lineman, or a, or an offensive lineman actually, uh, Sheridan Wilson from Argyle. Uh, man, six four, two hundred seventy five pounds. Tech has really gone to the well with Argyle. Um, had some brought in some players here uh, in recent years that that have been good for Texas Tech, and I mean that's a team that went undefeated and won the state championship last year. So that's probably a good pipeline to set up there uh pete a uh, hut graham is from gunter he's a six foot safety so that's three guys you're adding to your secondary potentially you know if they end up signing um he actually plays quarterback for gunter and you know that gunter's a really good program very right? good so uh, you always like to get those guys from those those top programs um caden weatherby is from colorado six seven 280 pound uh, he's a three-star guy but he's also an under armor all-american so um that's that's interesting uh, ben Roberts is the is the most recent uh, commit out of uh, Hazlitt Eaton High School. He's 6'3", uh, 210 pounds. And, uh, they're, he actually plays free safety. 6'3", 210-pound wow. high school free safety. There. That's, that's, that's pretty intimidating. Uh, but they're recruiting him at linebacker because he can run sideline to sideline. Um, Roberts also, he was, he was an instant commit. He was a guy who camped. And then when Coach Wells called an offer, he, like, he didn't get off the phone. Without committing, <laughs> he told me because he knew that's you know he that's where I want to go. Is Texas Tech, so right. he was just waiting on that offer. Well, uh, of all these guys, uh, you know which one will see the most growth in the ranking between now and, and signing day? Yeah, I, I mean, Ben Roberts right now isn't isn't ranked, and uh, he should be ranked. I mean, he's six three. He plays receiver. He he has a at least one fifty one yard punt return on his resume this this year. So, being that big, that accomplished. Um, and 
that fast, he should be ranked. So I, I think he'll he'll grow the most. You know, Tech isn't looking to have top 25 signing classes anymore. You've talked about that. They're bringing in men. <laughs> they're bringing in real men. And they're going to have to the, the develop these high school players. Why is recruiting from high school and not just the transfer portal important? I think if you really want to improve your roster, you're not going to limit yourself to one or two avenues of adding talent to it. You're going to go to the transfer portal. You're going to uh, you know, get guys from the high school ranks that you like. You're going to either they're even also offering junior college players. Um, so I, I mean, any opportunity you get to add talent to your roster, you're you're, you're going to do that. K O N E Lubbock. It's the Cotton Court Hotel Top 25 Scoreboard. Obviously, game's just about to get started this morning. We got number two Georgia at Vanderbilt at 11 a.m. Number 12 Notre Dame taking on number 18 Wisconsin at 11 a.m. Villanova at number six Penn State 11 a.m. Of course, Texas Tech and Texas, uh, neither of those teams are ranked, though. Uh, just <laughs> wanted to mention that uh, as we go through the top 25. Coastal Carolina, the Chanticleers are 3-0. and They will host UMass at noon today. Number seven, Texas A&M. Uh, and number 16, Arkansas. Both of those teams are 3-0. and Number nine, Clemson's at NC State. Number five, Iowa hosting Colorado. State number nineteen, Michigan's three and zero. They take on uh, and host number three or three and zero Rutgers today. Number fourteen, Iowa State is at Baylor. Number twenty three, Auburn hosting Georgia State. Number twenty four, UCLA goes to Stanford. Number eleven, Florida hosting Tennessee. Michigan State, the Spartans are ranked 20th. They host Nebraska. Number 25, Kansas State is at Oklahoma State. Both of those teams are 3-0. Number 1, Alabama hosts South Southern Mississippi. Number 21, North Carolina is at Georgia Tech. Number 10, Ohio State invites the Zips from Akron in. And uh, number 4, Oklahoma hosting West Virginia. That's at 6 o'clock tonight. Soon to be in the Big 12. Number 15, BYU hosting South Florida. Uh, that uh, is a 9.15 p.m. game. I sure like those late games. And then number three, Oregon hosting uh, 0-3 Arizona at 9.30. Arizona uh, was upset by Northern Arizona last week. And Brady wow. Shuck, Tyler Shuck's brother, the freshman, had a big interception to help Northern Arizona, the uh, Lumberjacks, I believe they are, beat uh, Arizona first time in 132 years. Wow. So that's the top 25 score. Some nice, there's some nuggets you threw out there. Yeah, at the end. I, I like that, Pete. Brady Shock, I like it. Man, uh, some huge matchups today. Obviously, we're less than an hour away from Texas Tech taking mm -hmm. on Texas in Austin. So I'm getting really excited. I don't know about you. I, I was having a hard time waking up this morning, to be honest. But now I'm like, man, I, I'm getting <laughs> ready for this. I've got those butterflies in my stomach. I don't know about you, Pete. Well, you know, we said at the beginning just how important that Houston game was. And now this yeah. game is super important. The first Big 12 game. You, you want to start strong. Uh, I mean, it's a road game. You can accomplish so much getting a W in Austin. Uh, and it would be the third time in four years. Man. That's a crazy. That'd be. A, I don't know if that's ever happened before. Has Tech ever won three out of four in Austin? That's that's that's. Well, it's be been strong. a while since the '97 when they won, and then boom, right. boom. boom uh, yep. So we'll see. Well, we're going to break it all down. We're going to be talking uh, up next Texas Tech offense. So it's the Red Raider Outfitter Rock and Pregame on 101.1. The time to look at the Texas Tech offense. All right, the Texas Tech offense. I don't. What do we have here? <laughs> Who would have with the Red Raider offense? You know. 
it's hard to like I want to say, man, you know, Tyler Shuck, he's up there in, in you know, leading in several categories or amongst the leaders in the Big Twelve. He's actually nationally he looks good in terms of passer efficiency, passing yards, completions, passing touchdowns. But then if you ask most Red Raiders, they're like, well, he's been kind of a disappointment. Like Red Raider fans, you know, right. like, and it, which kind of I was like, what were you expecting? But it, this goes back to the expectations of this fan base of offense, the Texas Tech, you know, and it's understandable when you think about it from that perspective. And then, you know, you start asking them, well, you know, they need to spread the ball around. So they they did that. They against did against Florida International. The offensive line played much better. But this is a different beast, obviously, against a Big Twelve competition and specifically, you know, uh, Texas's athletes they have. Well, you know, you look back to that first game. Uh, they didn't even touch the ball, really, <laughs> in the first quarter. Yeah, and yeah. then, boom, they end up getting 38 points in the game. Right. Uh, I mean, obviously, the defense scored a touchdown. But then, you know, I think people got, oh, man, what's going on with the offense? They barely beat Stephen F. Austin. Last mm-hmm. week, uh, you don't see much of Eric Zucama. I mean, everybody else right. got involved in, in the game. And then you realize, well, good, we're not a one-trick pony. Yeah. I mean, there were a lot of guys catching balls last week. And, uh, um you know, now maybe people are more up, but today you get a real test, and we, we kind of get to see what is this offense about. But one of the big things has been the run game. Yes. And that's one of the, the voids we're going to have today. A big key player's out, Jerry. Right, with Taj Brooks being out, he, he getting, him getting injured late uh, in the week. And that's, I, I, I hate that for him personally, you know, because, I mean, through the recruiting process and all that, you talk to these guys a lot, and Taj is, a, is one of those. Uh, recruits that I talk with a lot, and you, you know, you get used to like you know their family and them celebrating their successes and everything. And somebody I, I really like, I on the show even and said like this guy's going to be a really good player for Tech, and I think he's actually exceeded my expectations as a sophomore to start the season. And he, you know, he's from Maynard, Texas, just you know the Austin area. Very excited. There was a he, him and his family were very excited about him going back and playing there on that stage, you know, in his hometown. And there was a good story. Uh, on Dave Campbell's Texas football about that and everything, and then boom, you know. But life, life's tough. We know this, it Pete. Is. You know, uh, right. it doesn't go away. It doesn't go according to the uh, the script uh, a lot. So, you know, the, and, and just for Texas Tech today, uh, that's a big blow. But on the other hand, that's why you have depth. And so Roderick came back just in time. And you, the, the the concern for me is where is he? Uh, in you know, in terms of shape, is he in football? Obviously, he's in better shape than most people you're going to meet in the world. But I'm talking about football shape. Is he ready to be that bell cow that we're used to? Carry you know, 20 touches, and I don't know. But hey, you have Xavier White. He's averaging seven yards a carry. He averaged over seven yards a carry, I think, last year uh, too, before he got hurt. Um, so he's he's been in the mix. Chadarius Townsend played. Some last week he showed that speed. I like. He's a former four-star guy transferring from Alabama. So I and I even I don't think he's going to play. But hey, crazier things have happened. I really like Cameron Valdez. Now I'm not sure if he's ready to play Texas and Austin as a true freshman, but he might just be the best pure runner out of all of them at some point. So there's talent there. It's not going to be even without Brooks. 
it's not like they're going to be without talent in the backfield. Right, and obviously Brooks uh, has broke several big touchdown runs. Yeah. Uh, Sir Roderick uh, made his debut last week. He got a little touchdown run. And yep. uh, uh, talking with uh, Sonny Cumbie this week, he said, uh, you know, he expects Sir Roderick to ease in more. And obviously now he's he's running, probably going to be eased in even more. And and we'll kind of see where he is uh, with conditioning and can he carry the ball? You know, ten, twelve, fifteen times uh, in this game today. Yeah, I I wonder how that's going to. How it's going to go down? Because I have a suspicion. Everybody's talking about, obviously, Arkansas pushed Texas around a couple of weeks ago. You know, and were able to run all over. So I, everybody's expecting Tech to come in and test that. And I, I think they will to a degree. But I really think the way, and Eric Azacama, he gave us a preview. He talked about uh, Texas's defense running a lot of cover four, kind of you know the safeties being back, trying to keep everything in front of them. I think the key is going to be not just establishing the run game, but really establishing that short, quick passing game. And it's the, the tight ends uh, showing up. It's easy catching a little slant or a screen pass and breaking a tackle and, and getting explosive plays that way. Um, Kalen Geiger, I think there's going to be some things dialed up for him. Uh, Miles Price, those guys have to show up and make plays when they get their opportunities today, because I think they're going to have some big opportunities. Well, I know we were talking about the running game, and uh, Texas's coach Steve Sarkeesian uh, brought up uh, facing the Red Raider ground game today. Well, it's, it's really good. <laughs> they got two really good backs, you know, and as much as, as, much as you know, you want to focus on, they're spread out, and everybody thinks air raid. You know, when you think of Tech, you think air raid, uh, you know, and Coach Leach and all the, the good work he did there. These guys will run the ball, and they'll run it right at you. Uh, they've got a physical tight end uh, who inserts, and they run all the slider runs and things like that, uh, and two big physical backs that, uh, you know, I, you know we got to do a really good job of tackling in this game defensively. We've got to do a really good job of getting multiple hats to the ball, um, you know, and not relying on one guy to get these two guys down. Yeah, I, you know, it's, it's always – for me, it's good to hear the opposing coaches, and they're going to do some coach speak, but I agree with him on that. I, I like that Tech has a physical aspect to their team, and it's not just the defense being, you know, which is weird to say about Texas Tech, but the uh, hard hitters. But the, I, I, to me, everything is cyclical, and I think we're going to be start, start getting back to power football, start or power offensive football is going to start dominating again, like we saw in the 90s with like the Nebraskas, right. where they just lined up and ran over you, because the personnel is shaped now. The linebackers are deer. You know, they used to be gorillas. <laughs> 300 pound linebackers to stop these power running games, and now they're like 225 gazelles, you know, that can run sideline to sideline. So, where's the mismatch? Well, you get those big uglies up front with, the, with big backs, multiple big backs like Tech has, and you run right at them. That's, that's, that's how you attack those gazelles now. Um, so, I like that Tech has that in their arsenal. I think that I think you have to have it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, one good uh, Sean just was getting my attention. That's why we had a dead air there for a second. He's a, he starts waving like an air traffic controller do, you know, or one of those guys with the lights there on the uh, runway. I couldn't um, read it. Uh, no, I couldn't read it. It reminded me like, of my dad. <laughs> I always would write things, and my dad said, "I sent you to college, and you write like that." That chicken. Oh, did he actually say chicken s? 
Well, he said, he's he said the real word. Oh, yeah. he did. I'm not going to say that on the radio. I'm not on cable. <laughs> McLean Mannix is available and warming up. Yay! That's good. Uh, you know, I, I root for these guys. Mannix missed so much uh, more than like you know an advantage for Tech or anything. I just uh, I'm happy for Mannix because he missed what the entire year last year, right? You know, and then had that great off season, and then you know he's. He struggled so far, you know, th- this season, and I, I still think I know we're talking offense, but I still hope Adrian Fry's return punts. I know he had, you know, the one mishandle or whatever, you know, he thought was going on. He thought the uh, Florida International player touched it, but he actually showed that he could make some plays, and he had uh, some wiggle to his game in the return game. He needs some kind of spark in, in, in the return game. Yeah, the special teams have, have got to be special today. Yeah, I agree. You know, I think overall. They've been pretty good. We tend to focus on the negative, but the punt return has been terrible. Charles Barker, got to get my terrible in there uh, for the show. But, I, you know, the specialists have been good. The, you know, garibay has been good as a kicker. Austin McNamara is one of the best punters in, in the Big 12 for sure, if not the, you know, the, the country. Um, and their coverage teams, I mean, they shut down Houston's return man who's All-American. So, uh, overall, I think special teams has been pretty good. It's just the punt return has been so bad. So, I think Fry, even if, if – even though Mannix is warming up, I, I hope Fry's back there. But like I said in that short passing game, I think there'll be opportunities for guys in the slot and the receivers on the perimeter. And I think you know Mannix is going to get a shot. Yeah, I'm interested to see how Tyler Shuck performs today. Obviously, yeah. uh, you know he's played some big games in the Pac-12, but uh, you know this is his first taste today with the you know the the Big 12 and in Austin with the you know Texas breathing down his neck. Uh, I want to see what he can do today under pressure. Well, this is why you, you know, put in all the preparation. Why one of the reasons he came to Tech was for games like this, to yeah. perform in games like this. And I actually think Shuck has been pretty good. He's ex- in some ways exceeded my expectations because I knew he was going to have some growing pains. But you know, for him to struggle like he did against Stephen of Austin and then bounce back with the performance he had, right. almost four yards and four touchdowns, flawless. Uh, you know, flawless performance against Florida International. I think that's huge. I think I like that he looks for the tight ends. I think the big thing right now is that the tight ends are getting incorporated. Actually, we've been talking about for three years. It seems like all oh, the tight ends, and now with Kuntz, you know, scoring two touchdowns, Mason Tharp, who we've been talking about that six nine, two hundred fifty five uh, uh, pound tight end that could run. You know, I, it was nice to see him get in the end zone last week. Yeah, I think in uh, the spring and fall camp, they, we really showed that. I mean, uh, the practices that we had, um, making contested catches, um, doing all the things that the tight ends really should do, I guess. And then you know, just making those contested catches, tr- having the quarterback trust us, knowing that we're always open. Because us being so big, we're always open. I mean, wherever they throw it, they can throw it higher. We're normally going to be taller than the defensive backs and all that stuff. So just having them trust us to know that we're always open and that we can, they can fall back on us. And that was Tharp. Uh, I'm talking about the quarterbacks, you know, getting, you know, getting them to trust him. But uh, I have a note here saying that he, I, and I haven't heard this before, so, but Tharp also talked about finding pants that fit him. Definitely, in when the cold weather here hits, I mean, finding pants that fit, <laughs> it's like hard. I have my mom looking all over the place. It definitely helps me in here because they can get some stuff from Under Armour that fits me. But like before I was here, it was it was hard to find pants. Like my mom's looking every website, ordering from. <laughs> Like ten different websites at a time to see like what kind of pants would fit, and then just once they, we find one, we order a bunch of them. He's got the problem being six nine. 
you know, find, like you said, finding pants to fit them. And I always wondered, it's like, <laughs> who's the, the the tall guy who doesn't play basketball, isn't making a lot of money, who can't afford like a tailor to just you know make, you know, to alter and make pants for them? Like, when they, they just got to go to what, you know, Coles or something and find some. <laughs> Pants for a seven-footer? You know, how they do? How they make that work? You know, I don't know if you've ever seen this. Anytime I hear the word pants, I think of this Kmart commercial. Have you seen it? Uh, Billy, I ship my pants. You ship your pants? That's right. You can ship your pants. I think you're making that up. No. You know, we're going to look at it on YouTube. Okay. It is hysterical. I don't think it ever made air, but it's on YouTube. Ship my pants, Kmart. Well, let's hope, uh, you know, the Texas Tech offense, the guys don't ship their pants <laughs> and they're coming up uh it's the cotton court hotel big 12 scoreboard oh big 12 scoreboard of course texas tech uh visiting texas in 38 minutes in austin today red raiders kicking things off trying to start a uh, big 12 play one and oh uh, other big games today in the Big 12, of course, uh, SMU 3-0 at TCU, who's 2-0. They're kicking at 11 a.m. Number 14, Iowa State is 2-1. They are at Baylor to open up conference play. They kick at 2.30. Kansas is at Duke uh, at 3 o'clock in a non-conference game. You got Kansas State, who's ranked 25th. 3-0 at 3-0 Oklahoma State. That's a big, big 12 game to kick things off. 6 p.m. tonight, and then West Virginia, 2-1. Jarrett Dagey, the Lubbock Cooper grad, uh, going to Oklahoma to take on the fourth-ranked Sooners. That's the nightcap, 6.30 tonight. That's your big 12 scoreboard. Okay, just over 30 minutes now to kick off Texas Tech and Texas and Austin. We come back, we're going to break down the defense so join us on the Red Ritter Outfitter Rockin' pregame on 101.1 The Beer. Time to look at the Texas Tech defense. Yeah, you know, there's been years we've done this, Pete, where it's like, do we have to talk about the Texas Tech defense? Now we get to <laughs> we talk relish. about, yes, to talk about Texas Tech defense. And, uh, you know, I, in talking with some regional media, uh, people outside of the Lubbock uh, media game or world or whatever, you know, the question is, is this, this defense for real? Is this because, they, you know, they've only played Houston and Stephen F. Austin and Florida International. And, I, you know, my answer is I believe so. You know, we're going to find out some answers, uh, I think, today, here very soon. But uh, I, I like this. It's a big defense. It's an experienced defense. Uh, and it's a defense that actually has some depth for the first time uh, since I can remember. And this is the weird thing is. I think I may like Texas Tech's front seven more than Texas's. I really? can't believe I'm saying that, but I really, I really believe that. And I, including the depth, not just the starters, but the two deep. I think I would take Texas Tech's front seven, especially when you, wow. you think about the linebackers. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And you know, I was just thinking. I mean, this is where you really see uh, the transfer portal working for these oh, guys, yeah. bringing in all these guys from top programs. Um, you know, Colin Schooler today. Uh, it, you know, he gets to face his brother yeah, again yeah. and so you know it's not the the schooler i mean it's obviously it's these teams competing each other but that's a a side note but uh colin schooler always excited to uh, uh take on his brother and texas and i know uh he talked about the biggest thing the team has learned from the first three weeks of the season well how to win close games has been one of those things and and how to win from behind so i feel like that's some experience that you don't want a lot of but definitely a necessity if you want to win big games down the road, especially in a 12-week season. 
Yeah, you know, in, in the past we talked about how, man, they came close and just couldn't get over the hump or yeah. they fell behind and just could never come back. And we've seen them, you know, surpass both of those things in these first three games. And it's because of the defense right. as much as the offense. Right. <clears throat> Excuse me. That uh, win, which so far this is the win of the season, uh, in Houston against Houston, yeah. I mean, that defense came out and just bullied Houston. They, those skill players didn't want anything to do with those, a lot of those transfer players running around hitting right. folks. Uh, you know, and I think, but now you have guys that aren't going to be scared of uh, Texas Tech's defense necessarily. I mean, Bijan Robinson, for example, is one of the better running backs in the country that they're facing today. Well, it's, it's kind of strength on strength. You know, he's... Uh, <laughs> I certainly, you know, think he's one of the best backs in the nation, not just in the Big 12. He's a really good running back. Um, a lot of respect for him. I think two is a really good athlete and a really good running back. Seven comes in and he has speed. You see those guys show up on a lot of special teams. They're really good football players, but uh, the strength of our team is our defense. Uh, right now, and uh, the strength of that defense is the D line and the linebackers. So, it'd be a good challenge for us. You know, certainly they got big, athletic offensive linemen like they always do, but uh, five presents uh, a lot of challenges. Yeah, I think uh, you, you talk to people in te- like in Austin, they have as, as many uh, concerns about the offensive line as we do with Texas Tech's offensive line. So, I really think. While the running backs, they're good, and they're you know every one of Texas running backs are very good. Um, the, I, I really think the defensive front's going to have should have an advantage against this offensive line. Better, you know. Well, and that's the big matchup of the day. You know, Texas's rush offense is ranked 15th in the nation, and Tech's rush defense is ninth. So uh, you know that's the big battle today. Who's you know, going to win? I think both team, uh, both of those units are going to ha- get their blows in you know right. i think of course i think texas will spring some some big runs and i think uh they'll be stymied some by tech's defensive front but where tech can't get burnt is it like casey thompson getting out and and really hurting them and, and let's be honest running quarterbacks have hurt this defense under keith patterson in the past so it's going to be interesting are they going to pin their ears back is he going to send you know four or five guys or is he going to do the kind of the prevent thing we talk about where you just rush three stay in your lanes and don't let you know kind of spy the quarterback and make sure he doesn't hurt you that way because i think this defense is at its best when they attack when they're aggressive uh not sitting back and react you know reacting when they're the ones setting the tempo and uh forcing the offense to react to them so but we'll see we'll see what they dial up today because i Again, I'm fascinated by what's, what's going to happen here, uh, actually momentarily, here shortly. Uh, and I think this side of the ball, for me, is, uh, is really interesting. Well, and th- you know, we'll see if they can create some turnovers. Yeah. Obviously, they did a lot against Houston. Uh, they've had five uh, guys get interceptions and yeah. uh, five different guys. Yeah, and that uh, Marquise Waters, that pick six, that was, I mean, because things were looking pretty pretty rough early on against Florida International. He got that pick six. And right after the, the, the fumble. The, 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 the punt, punt. The punt, punt. Whatever yeah. they call it. Yeah. yeah, you know, the turnover on the punt return. But to get it right back, that yes. was huge. And then from then on, it was kind of, you know, Tech just overwhelmed Florida International. So those guys, I mean, Reggie Pearson, Marquise Waters, they came here to play in this kind of game, just like I was saying, uh, Shuck, uh, on the other side of the ball. So, you know, will they show up today? I think I have a sneaky uh, suspicion that Reggie Pearson's going to have a monster game today. 
when Key lives for these kind of games. Uh, he's going to be flying all over the field. I think Reggie Pearson's, he's going to be a guy that a lot of people around the country will be talking about after today. And they were talking about him after Houston. Yeah. I mean, he forced the fumble. He had the interception. So, uh, yeah, I can't wait to see what he does today. But, you know, even in the press conference, you heard Matt Wells say, you know, we got a veteran team. We're going to yes. go down there. I, I just think they have some confidence that they haven't had in the past when they're heading down to Austin or facing a, a big team. We've seen some positives in these first three games, uh, you know, the ability to come back from being down, the uh, the ability to hang in there in a tight game. I mean, they could have lost that Stephen F. Austin game. Yeah. The defense uh, stood tall. So uh, we'll see what happens today. A great opportunity. Great opportunity. I love that because I think that's what it is. It's an opportunity. It uh, is. Today. But we're going we're gonna to continue to break down this matchup. We're going to rock and roll. And, uh, for those who don't know what that is, it's basically our version of, of the over-under game here on several key uh, points of the game. We're going to have our Bud Light keys to the game. We're going to make our predictions. So stay tuned to the Red Raider Outfitter Rock and Pregame on Rock 101.1 The Beard. It's back, and Pete wants to know, and so do I, to rock or roll. Hey, how does this work, Jeff? Well, Jeff's on vacation, so let's just get to it. Rock if you agree or over, roll if you disagree or under. Sir Roderick Thompson, largest run, 38 yards. Rock or roll? I'm going to rock. I'm going to roll. Really, Pete? Easy E receptions, six. Rock. Yeah, I'm going to rock on that. Texas Tech, third down percentage at 48%. At what percent? 48. 48. I'm going to roll. I'm going to roll, too. Yep. Hey, I want to point out that I'm leading by one game in the standings because we're going to talk about our picks <laughs> later. And, and that's I'm, fair. I'm at the bottom. And so we're going to talk about how bad I am in the. Uh, I did last week in the picks. But I uh, just want to say I'm up by a game in this, by the way. <laughs> Texas Tech penalties, 58 yards. I'm rocking. I'm rolling. Really? Really? Yeah, UT's leaving the Big 12 now, so they're not going to get all those phantom Tech's not going to get all those phantom penalties. Okay. I don't kind of think. T- uh, turnover ratio at one and a half. Plus one and a half? Plus one and a half Tech. I'm going to roll. Yeah, I'm rolling too. Casey Thompson. <laughs> You're stressed out. <laughs> no, I mean, that's, man, one and a, I mean, I, w- I wish, I hope, but man, I can't. Casey Thompson passing yards at 242 and a half. Rolling. Uh, you just what? You're, you're like, do I, do I, do I try to get a game back? I'm gonna roll. <laughs> uh, Deshaun Robinson, 135 yards rushing. I'm rocking. 135. Yeah, I'm gonna rock too. UT punts <laughs> at six. I'm rolling. Yeah, that's too many. I'm gonna roll. Whittington, uh, wide receiver receptions at four. Rock. Yeah, rock. Happy. <laughs> it, it's so defeated. Yeah, it's just so I, defeated. I, I, here we go. Go ahead. Total points, 61. Combined? Combined. I'm going to rock. I'm trying to think about what my score prediction is. Add the one. I have math, man. Dang it. I was told there'd be no math. I'm rolling. And that right there is a rocker roll. All right. Well, we're not done yet. Uh, we're going to have the Bud Light keys to the game when we come back. It's the Red River Outfitter Rockin' Pregame on 101.1. The- it's the Bud Light keys to the game. All right, Pete, what's your 
key to the game? Well, you know, I, I when I thought about it, I thought of James Bond, uh, shaken, not stirred. <laughs> uh, there, Texas is going to hit them and, and and you know get get some advantages on them. You, you you gotta you gotta stay with the program. I mean, if they fall behind, they've already been have the ability to come back. Uh, you're gonna take your lumps, but you got to put them aside and come back and play the next play and uh, you know stay with the program. I mean, it's it's this we us and our attitude, yeah. and uh, this team's uh, you know ready for this. But uh, they know Texas is gonna hit them, and they they've got to be ready for it. Yeah, one of my keys is uh, that's good stuff. I, mean, really, I agree with all that. Uh, Tyler Shuck, though, he's got to play well today. Absolutely. He's got to make fans need the uh, Tyler Shuck that showed up against Houston and played mistake-free football in the, or the one against Florida International that spread the ball around. Um, really, I mean, uh, 400 yards, four touchdowns, no turnovers. That's the Shuck that needs to show up in Austin for Texas Tech today. And just he needs to be efficient. He needs to take care of the football. He needs to, when it's third and eight, and Texas knows Tech's passing. Right. The offensive line has to give him enough time. He needs to be able to go through his progressions and deliver the ball accurately. And I think he can do that. I really do. Well, and I want to see how they play in the first quarter. You know, they've they've struggled. Yeah. I mean, even in the one game, they got the quick touchdown. Then they went silent. So, I mean, they've just got to, to they've got to be on ten all day and be hitting the pedal to the metal and bringing it. Yeah, and you know. The special teams played such a huge role in Tech's loss last year. I mean, with the sky kick um, that didn't go well, and then the onside kick that they weren't able to recover. I mean, special teams, no you know, no big blunders today would go a long way towards Tech right. pulling off the upset as well. Yeah, looking to get three times in the last four, uh, three wins in the last four times to Austin. Uh, that would be something to put a feather in your cap. And... You can go to four and zero on the season, which they haven't done that since 2013. You know, I mean, a four and zero start, then you know the fan base starts getting really excited. Man, they'd be with, so excited, especially with right now. I mean, has the has the fan base ever wanted a win over Texas more than right now? Except maybe if on February first <laughs> on the hardwood. You know, I mean, You're right. You're I mean, right. there's just so much hate towards Texas right now, and I, you know, understandably so. Really, if you you know, if you ask me, uh, so it'll be. There'll be a lot of emotions in this game, uh, I, I think, as there usually is. But uh, if, if like, like you said, uh, Tech can do, you know, play together. When they get rattled, don't get too rattled. Don't don't lose it. You know, don't don't right. don't make that big play for Texas. Basically, um, when you know they strike, if they can play efficiently uh, at the quarterback position and protect him. And then, uh, you know, special teams can't have the blunders. Those, those are the big keys, I think, for today. Well, and it's not like Texas is 3-0 and and ranked number 12 yeah, like yeah. they are in the past. They're 2-1. and and, and, you know, they got brought down the size by Arkansas. Uh, let's bring them back down to size again today. Imagine a 2-2 two and two start for, for Texas. But I thought Texas was back. <laughs> yeah, right. Texas is not back. And speaking of who is not back... Coming up next is predictions, and from the first oh. for the first year, from the first week of the season, I told you I was keeping audio. So I want y'all to know, I didn't do any preparation. It's on me. Oh, you're going, going down for this. All that's changed. Make a play. Make a play. I'm not leaving. I got staying power. So I, you're gonna win. I'm you're gonna, gonna win. win it this year. I'm gonna win it all. Yeah, all right. it's gonna be close. That's I've got my money on Jared. Make a play, or you're gone. Every year I say I'm going to do all this research. 
Oh, I can't wait to hear what the standings are. Oh, boy. Uh, that's going to do it for today. It's been a great show. <laughs> okay. Yeah, when we come back, we're going to make our predictions. We're going to talk about my terrible picks last week uh, and how Sean and, and uh, Pete did great. So this is going to be my least favorite segment of the day. But <laughs> we will return uh, to the Red Raider Outfitter Rock and Pregame on 101.1 The Beer. It's time now for the Red Raider Outfitter Rockin' Predictions. Well, let's look at the standings right now. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't going to speak up, that's for sure. It's a shocker, but Jeff, after going 14-2 and two last wow, week, Jeff. is 45-13. and 13. He is the reigning rock. He has a three-game lead on Sean. And myself, Sean went 11 and five last week, 42 and 16. I'm uh, three games back as well. I went 12 and four to get even with Sean, and I'm 42 and 16. Jarrett, uh, nine and seven last nine week, and seven. 39 and 19. You're nine? six games back. You're the dinner roll. And then Keenan uh, Ward, our guest picker, former Red Raider, uh, 13 and three uh, last week. He's 39 and nine on the year. So Keenan's doing outstanding. Terrible. So uh, okay. let's get to the picks. All right, SMU at TCU. This is, uh, you know, my dad played ball at TCU. I've covered that game uh, a lot. This is one of my favorite games uh, in, in Texas. It's, and I saw it's the 100th meeting between the two. Iron skillet bowl. So I'm going to go TCU. You know, I am too. You see underdogs rise up in this game a lot, but uh, I think TCU wins. TCU. All right. Number 14, Iowa State at Baylor. That's an interesting game to me. I'm going to go Iowa State. Me too. Um, it's at Baylor. Iowa State's been underwhelming uh, for the most part, but I, Baylor hadn't played anybody, man. You know, so. Yeah, uh, uh, Keenan went B- Baylor, and I'm going to go Iowa State. Okay. okay. Um, Kansas at Duke. Duke, right? Duke. Yeah, Duke. All right, number 25, Kansas State, who I think has been the most consistent Big 12 team so far this year. At Oklahoma State, and that's on ESPN Plus. Can you believe that's on ESPN Plus? Wow! You know? I, I get I get calls. Somebody calls up. You're talking about ESPN Plus, and then people arguing, should I buy it? And then, I've got Disney, and I, I don't. Want, I can't. What channel is that? And I mean, oh God, I'm sick of it. I wonder who you see when you make that voice. Like who? Who are you envisioning exactly? There's a couple of people who call quite often. Quite often. All right, I'm going to go Oklahoma State. I mean, Kansas State, they're in the backup quarterback, right? I, uh, but Oklahoma State hadn't been good. I'm going to go Kansas State. Kansas State. Okay. West Virginia at number four, Oklahoma. I'll go Oklahoma. 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 All right, number 12, Notre Dame at number 18, Wisconsin. Hmm. I'm going with Notre Dame. Uh, Jeff went <laughs> Wisconsin, so did Keenan. And I'm going to go Wisconsin. Uh-oh. Okay, I was going to go Wisconsin, but just because of that, I'm going to go Notre Dame. Oh, man. All right. Uh, this game, for the first time in a while, both teams are, are good. Uh, number seven, Texas A&M versus number 16, Arkansas, who, of course, embarrassed Texas a couple weeks ago. Um, and this is this not at. That's actually a Jerry World. That's a neutral yeah. side game. Okay. So. I'm going to go A&M. I, you know, uh, I'm going to uh, go A&M as well. I'm going to go Arkansas. Ooh, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. South Florida at BYU. 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 
All right, New Mexico at UTEP. Why are we picking this game? Regional or what? Regional. Okay. Uh, man, these teams are terrible, right? Pete, you're doing some last-second research. Trying. <laughs> uh, I'm going UTEP. Yeah, they're both 2-1, and one, surprisingly. I'll go UTEP just because they're home. UTEP, yeah, I'll take UTEP as well. All right, Florida Atlantic at Air Force. Fly high. Yep, Air Force. I'll go Air Force. Miami of Ohio at Army. 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 They're looking good. Navy at Houston. I'm going with the Cougars. Cougars. Yeah, I go Houston. All right, Boise State at Utah State. Boise State, you know, they played Oklahoma State pretty tough. I'm going to go Boise State. Yeah, me too. I'll go Boise State. All right, number two, Georgia at Vanderbilt. Georgia, right? Yep. Yep. All right, Villanova at number six, Penn State. I mean, we are. Penn State. All right. Yeah, Penn State. Ooh, Arizona at number three, Oregon. When you say Arizona just lost to Northern Arizona? Yeah, they're 0-3. No, I don't think they're bouncing back against at, no. at Oregon. So I'm, I'm not Oregon. sure Oregon's number three, but uh, I think they're definitely going to beat uh, well, Arizona. You went think. to the U and beat Ohio State. Well, no. I mean, that's yeah. pretty dang good. I agree. I agree. Uh, number 24, UCLA at Stanford. That's a good one right there, Ooh. actually. Keenan went with Stanford. Jeff went with Eucla. I'm going with Stanford at home. Uh, I guess I'm going to go. Uh, I'll go Stanford too. You're picking a lot of the same ones I am. I don't know about the wisdom in that. No, you know what? I'm going to go UCLA. <laughs> yep, you it's tricked, tricked me. You tricked, I'm going to go UCLA. They're number 24 for a reason. Uh, I'm going UCLA. Are they? Okay. You don't believe in number three Oregon, but you believe in number. <laughs> no, three I believe Oregon. in Oregon. I do. All right, Nebraska at number. Hey, who Nebraska? Who they, they play Oklahoma? Pretty tough. Yeah. Uh, at number twenty, Michigan State. Michigan State. Michigan State. Yeah, Oregon. Michigan State. I'm going Nebraska. So, I, again, these wow. records. I'm pretty sure yeah. that you went Nebraska. I went Nebraska. Okay. Wow. Okay. He always. That's that's. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> his team, right? Yeah. That's I love team. Nebraska. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> You know, uh oh, here we go. My, my brother, <laughs> just okay. Just some audio that you just remember from the the uh, uh -oh. game that shouldn't win, oh, but uh, okay. they shouldn't win, but they will. Here's the producer. Here, here, here's here's what Pete said. All right, the uh, game that Tech shouldn't win, but does win. I'm gonna go with Texas. There you go. Okay. So, I, so I guess are you are you staying? I'm by taking that? Texas Tech today. I am. Final I, score. I'm drinking the Kool Aid. Oh, I'm gonna go. Uh, I, for, I mean, see, I, I was already on K Triple Wow earlier this week. I can't remember what I, I said. Know. I think it was like uh, I believe I said uh, 34 31 Tech. Jeff has it as 37 34 uh, Texas. Okay. I'm picking Texas, too. I'm getting a lot of flack about that, of course, uh, on Inside the Red Raiders. But, you know, I mean, I like this Tech team on paper. I think they're going to have a good season. I had this as a loss going into the season uh, in Austin. I think if it was in Lubbock, I, you know, I probably would be picking Tech, to be honest. But I have Texas winning. I think I, think I said 31-27. Uh, either 31-27 or 31-28, uh, something like that. Before I give my prediction, I'm going to let Matt Wills lead into this. Oh, I, it it'll be a it would be a big win. There's no question about that. Um, there's a uh, there's a lot of particular feelings around Lubbock and West Texas. I think in terms of this game, and so it's big for our fans. It's it's big in this complex, and um, you know I know this. We have a belief in ourselves in, inside in this complex, and um, more than anybody else, you know, on the outside of it. Um, you know, we believe in ourselves. 
I believe in Matt Wells. Texas Tech rolls. Whoa, so I'm the only one picking Texas. Wow. wow. Rolls. 35-24. And they win the bowl game. All today. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, you know what? It's, it's been a great show. I, I've had a lot of fun, man, just previewing this, this, this huge matchup. I want to thank you know, our sponsors, Red Ritter Outfitter, Bud Light. I want to thank Cattleman's Pride Meat Company for bringing in that delicious food. Outstanding. And, uh, uh, just great stuff. So we'll see what happens. It's going to be entertaining one way or the other. So uh, with that, I want to thank everybody for listening to the Red Ritter Outfitter Rockin' Pregame on 101.1 The Beat.